We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy, Dan. You uh, see, you got the guns out. Sun's out, guns out. It's getting warm. So hold, they're not guns, buddy. They're not guns. I haven't <laughs> haven't lifted dumbbells in a few months, so we need to get okay. back on it. But I'll yeah. tell you, it's WrestleMania season. We're yeah, not here to talk sporting Kansas City. We're to talk <laughs> it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania pod now. Well, you know, it's uh, when sporting starts winning, we'll give it a conversation. Yeah, that's unfortunately <laughs> they're not winning yet. We are going to talk a little bit about the game this past weekend, and uh, it's kind of a bummer that they didn't come out of there with the full three points, but. I think it's worth noting that there were maybe some improvements and changes and whatnot. We'll see. We'll talk about it. But, you know, uh, first, if you have not yet left us that five-star rating and review, please go ahead and do so. We would appreciate it. And uh, I know, Dan, it is. Uh, it was WrestleMania weekend, and this is uh, your big wrestling guy. I tend to watch between the Rumble and WrestleMania, you know, so I was kind of yeah. keeping up with storylines. Uh, you know, we said before we started recording, it's like Super Bowl weekend for wrestling fans. So, right. Be remiss if we didn't ask you what your thoughts were. Oh, can you imagine being in LA though? Like, what a what a madhouse that would be around this time because yeah. that's where it was. Yeah, at SoFi. I, I just imagine, like, also they had their NXT event like Saturday during the day. Saw that. Yeah, I don't know where that was. Was that where like Lakers play or something? Probably I'm not it, sure where well, they had I still it. call it the Staples Center, even though I think it's right the crypto.com arena now or whatnot. Yeah, now it's all about crypto. Yeah, uh, but I tell you. I just, you know, in a place where there's already a bunch of traffic, Mm -hmm. I just imagine all the traffic like, oh, man. But see, the L.A. is used to putting on big events like this. So I don't think it actually makes I mean, yeah, there's probably some people that came in from out of town, but like the Rams play there or the Chargers play there every weekend. So it's it's probably not that huge of a deal. But L.A. in general, traffic's just terrible everywhere. So true. It is what it is. But 
it looked cool in SoFi. That that stage and that ramp, all those screens. I'm, I'm a spectacle guy. I like the pyro. Yeah. Mean, you got some good fireworks shows, man. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about sporting and KC current games are when I see the pyro guys carrying out the pyro boxes, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, we got the fireworks tonight. And, and we sometimes, got flames sometimes at the last home game. There's like flame boxes that are just shooting fire up on the field. So they did. Oh yeah. I know you oh, weren't man. there, but yeah, there's, there's like flamethrower boxes on the they field. Flame now. boxes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget the pyro it. budget. <laughs> One of the Casey current <laughs> games, it was so like misty and foggy and all the smoke like got caught right above the yep. stadium and the rain started like bringing the smoke down yeah. and it covered the field. It, it just blanketed it in this firework smoke and the game kicks off and you can't really see the players. Yeah. It was weird, dude. I, I was like, this is one of the coolest things ever, but how freaking frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the, the pyro at WrestleMania was cool. They always up the pyro budget for, for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. They also up the makeup budget and the costume budget and all sorts. I love of the costumes. Do you like the costumes? Yeah, some. A lot of them make their own costumes. Like that's uh, they they craft it. It's crazy. I was like, Edge comes out, and I'm like, why is he wearing a disco ball mask? And he's got giant wings. And I'm like, I don't. I'm not really sure what's happening. He's a I'm, vampire I'm, now. See, I I don't know. I I know enough to kind of follow some of it, but I don't know a ton. So like when Finn Balor's doing his whole demon thing, I'm like, I don't really know what's happening right now. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So. His, his, his alternate persona it's yeah, uh i've learned the demon. since you got that yeah but it's I, I i had a good time i i you know i think it was fun to watch i uh definitely didn't think spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet and you want to i mean what are you doing it's at this point half a week old definitely didn't think roman was going to keep the uh the belt but here, here we are so legitimately surprising but that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to surprise you yeah. So I'm like totally okay with it because I'm like, ah, you got me. You bamboozled I, me. I was just glad that after Sunday, nobody in the main event, Roman or Cody, got hurt, popped a quad, got yeah. people's elbowed by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Shit. Well, I got it. Dude, and that's the thing, right? This isn't like, like I don't know. I can't believe we're even talking wrestling right now. We're fucking dorks. We'll get there in a second. You, dude, they don't have seasons, <laughs> right? So this is just yeah. like an, a chapter and the chapter continues you know, it just the next chapter will be written and it's just just keeps going. What a crazy business. Did I have to ask you this because I've been meaning to ask you, so I might as well just do it now. When uh, when Snoop Dogg jumped in the ring and just punched Miz, was that <laughs> did a producer get in his ear and was like, do something? Or you think Snoop just went full Snoop and improvised and was like, I gotta do something because this is terribly wrong. I feel like someone told him, like, hey, you have to go punch Miz, and he was just like, Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> He's like, I got, I got you, blood. And yeah. he just goes and clocks him twice. And then you could hear the ref be like, Snoop, people's elbow. And he's like, okay. And then did the, the ref said that. Elbow. Yeah. If you go back and, and listen to the, uh, uh, the replay, they're over there looking at Shane McMahon. And then Snoop walks to the corner and you hear her go, Snoop, people's elbow. And then he so, goes, okay. and does a little and jog and then does a little jog and. The referees are the choreographers, you know. They yeah, kind of stage the whole thing sometimes. So it's, this was the first time their mics might have just been real good because this was the first time it happened two or three times. You could actually hear the wrestlers if they got the cameras too close. You could hear them say what they wanted them to do next. So I heard Kevin Owens oh. tell Jay double super kick, and then ten seconds later, double super kick happens. So no you could shit. hear it a couple times. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention. That's crazy. 
It's pretty fun. I, I just love it. It's a fun, stupid fantasy world that combines uh, health and fitness with mm-hmm. theater and yeah. drama. And I love all that stuff. So it's pretty wild. So it was yeah. fun. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching or not, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Roman's not going to keep it for another three years now. Who knows? We'll oh, see. Oh, man. Boys got to get tired. <laughs> got to get tired sometime. But uh, let's. Let's go to this Philly versus SKC game. And I don't want to sound too defeatist about this because I know last week when we talked and, and I was like, what do you think we get, we get a result? And you're like, nope, we're going to lose. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make a prediction. I don't recall because I was like, I can't, I can't in good conscience predict anything other than a loss, but I didn't want to predict a loss. Cause I was like, at some point we got to try to write this shit. Uh, so good news. There, there wasn't a loss uh, and, and the defense looked pretty solid. Bad news, uh, the offense still looked kind of trash. So I kind of want to talk about all of that for just a little bit. But, you know, what's interesting, leading into this match, I know you probably see stuff in the Cauldron Facebook, and you obviously see stuff on Twitter, and I don't know if you ever get on Reddit or whatnot, but the vibes were not great heading into this match. I think a lot of people were, uh, maybe not a lot of people, a growing number of vocal people were starting to call for, uh, bigger changes at the club that I don't think, you know, is happening. But it, it was interesting because this game, starting with Ben Sweat's red card, kind of necessitated some larger changes in the lineup. Yeah. And this lineup was, I think some people maybe thought Volader might start at left back, but I don't know if anybody expected Tim Milia to be back there in goal for the first time since last July. I don't think anybody expected uh, Castellanos to be starting in place of Andre Fontas. Nemanja Radoya getting the start, Johnny Russell getting the start. This was a a, a pretty uh, significant change week over week from what we had seen from Peter Vermees. All a big shock, dude. I mean, seeing Danny Rosero in there, we kind of thought maybe we would. Mm -hmm. Like, Peter's not afraid to throw someone in there right when they get off the plane, for God's Mm -hmm. sakes. Uh, But I I was surprised by seeing Tim in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Was Pulsecamp on the bench then? Pulsecamp was on the bench, and it's interesting because – I didn't think necessarily a lot of the goals from Seattle were Pulse Camp's fault. He kind of mm-hmm. got hung out to dry quite a bit. So I don't know if this was Peter just trying to shuffle things up just to see. But I wonder, maybe saying, hey, man, you got four goals dropped on you. I know they weren't all your fault. Maybe none of them were your fault. But let's just give you a breather. You know, I mean, because you don't Could want be. him to feel disheartened. Like, oh, what did I do wrong? That's, yeah. you know, that's that's not a bad call, actually, especially against the Philadelphia Union, who, uh, you know, they've put up eight goals on the year uh, prior to this game to, to Sporting's two. They, they haven't had a great start, but their last year's reigning Eastern Conference champion, so they're not no no slouches. So that's someone's, a good point. Someone said online, of all places, that's where I always <laughs> go to get my smart info. Yep. Uh, someone said, tell me I'm wrong. If Pulse Camp plays in this game, we lose. Oh, I think you're wrong. Um, yeah, I didn't say that, but uh, no, I saw it. that tweet too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think Melia had a couple good saves. I, I'm, I don't think there's any reason to necessarily think if Pulse Camp back there, we lose. I mean, Pulse Camp's yeah. kept Sporting competitive in the first four games of the year on his own pretty well. I think the Seattle game is more likely to be an outlier than not but mm-hmm. i don't want to pan- i i also don't want to denigrate what tim melia did in this game tim melia for this being his first game back in like 
nine months. That was a hell of a game. He made some, pretty, some vintage Melia saves. Pretty weird. Like, I didn't expect to see it. So when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, okay. Is Pulse Camp hurt or something? No, mm-hmm. no, he's not. So just kind of weird, uh, you know, playing his first first game after from after coming back from an injury for god's sakes now he he became healthy last year but it was kind of just pulse camp's role pulse camp was kind of in a form uh tim could have played but they just they decided not to so then he came back healthy and he picked up an injury in preseason is that Mm -hmm. right picked up a no but you know here it is man and uh i he played well you know got hands on balls where he needed to and it was good Part of me wonders if Peter put Melia back there. Uh, one, just because, like, hey, he's got a lot of experience. He's he's played in Philly before. He knows this environment. But, and this isn't anything against Pulse Camp, but when you have essentially three new defenders on the line in front of you, I know Volder's played quite a bit, but he's played at center back. He's now playing at left back. So when you have three of the four defenders on the line in front of you are either making their debut and have never played with each other or are playing a position they haven't yet played for sporting Kansas city. There's probably some value in having a guy like team Melia back there. Who's a little bit more of an experienced general who can sort of help direct things strategically. Not that pulse camp can't, but Tim's a very vocal guy and he's, he's not shy about giving direction back there. So that probably had something to do with it. It's true. I, I love it, man. I'm a big Tim fan, you know, uh, it's funny. He always remembers us too. Not to mention, he's always going to the bathroom oh, with nice. you at the stadium. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he saw me and he was like, "Man, hair, hair's getting longer." I was like, "Look, look at you. You keep an eye on my progress. Yeah, you keep an eye on my hair progress." He remembers <laughs> the short hair. Now he sees the long hair. He recognizes. I know, it, so. I know right? So it's just just the nicest guy. Uh, he is. You know, always always showing much love to him and his family, dude. Good people. But I think uh, I think one of the top storylines in this game. Was that we saw Alan Polito a little later, and uh, oh everyone kind of uh, came to fruition uh, when that when they got a little excited there when he came in. Yeah, it was Alan Polito's. This is wild. I, I you forget how long it's really been because this you know when this is being released, it's April fifth, twenty twenty three. Alan Polito's last appearance for Sporting Kansas City before this past Saturday, November twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, in it's a weird. playoff game. It's weird. So it's well over a year. And it's, uh, I, I think I saw it was Sam McDowell who said something along these lines. And, and I, I think it's at, it's fair criticism. There's a lot of really good things about MLS season pass. But uh, Sam, I think, was the one who said the return of Alan Polito at this moment in this game is a massive, massive story, particularly for Sporting Kansas City. But it should be a pretty, I would I would say, my commentary to, to add to that is, this should be a big story league-wide. Um, but the fact that you don't have announcers who are as intimately familiar with the various teams they're covering, you kind of didn't get a sense that that was a big deal. And the announcer's just kind of like, oh, Alan Polito's now coming into the game. They didn't really be like, this is Sporting Kansas City's record signing. He came in with all this fanfare. He did pretty well, and he got injured with the Mexican national team. He's been missing for 16 months or whatever it is, and he, he missed all of last year, and this is the first time Sporting's been been hurting offensively. Could this be the moment to change their season? Like That's the type of stuff that I think Nate and Jacob would have killed. Yeah, I'm not liking a lot of the uh, broadcast partners, I guess, uh, just because I don't think they're 
they don't have the, I don't want to say, you know, that we had homers attached to us because we did. Sure. Absolutely. Nate and Jake were like that, but you want someone with a little more emotion. I mean, I would rather take, you know, Stu Holden or, or Taylor Twellman any day. Cause they, they know the game and they show a little excitement. They know the storylines. Yeah. Um, you're just not getting that these days with the, the new setup. And it's not, you know, I don't know what the rhyme or reason is for why certain announcers get certain games on any given week. Uh, the, I, I mentioned that early on in the game, one thing that uh, I found a little annoying was they kept continuously mispronouncing people's names. Like they kept calling Willie Agata, um, Agata. What? Or something. It was like Agata or um, Agata. It was weird. And I was like, come on y'all. Like you gotta get these names correct. Like these aren't, that's not a nobody. I know he's new to the league, but he took the league by storm the last half. He's the starting striker for the team. You're going to play. If you're not sure how to pronounce it, contact the PR mm. team and be like, Hey, how do we pronounce this? Is it Agata or Agata? Oh, it's Agata. Okay, great. Man, it's just, you know, what are we doing? Why aren't we broadcasting these games? Why don't we have a, <laughs> why don't you and I have a doggone Twitch channel or something? You know, we'd crush this thing. It feels no. like, uh, that's like, when people ask you that job, what's that job that you that you want? Uh, money's money's no object. What's something you'd like to do? Schooling, you know, you don't it, schooling doesn't matter. Broadcasting is is a thing I would very much enjoy, uh, yeah. aside from like famous actor or something like that. But broadcasting would be a hell of a time. See, I think I'd like. I don't know. I just want to work at like an aquarium. Just hang oh, out. Just, just vibe. Work, just walk around and talk <laughs> talk fishies with people. Yeah, why not? I did that in college. It was great. Okay. So, you yeah. worked at an aquarium? I worked at the Sci California Science Center during college and they have an aquarium in it. So I would just hang out there and be like, Yeah, you see that? That's a you know, California sheep's head. And did you know that they're all actually born female? Uh, and then once the male of the, the, the school of fish dies, that the largest female actually transforms into a male and has hormonal changes, changes colors. Like I, I would, I geeked out on all Whoa. that. So. You gave unsolicited fun facts. If you're coming to a science center, you're, you're coming to learn. <laughs> I don't know. What if I'm coming to just kind of peruse and then I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, I got this guy in my ear talking to me about orcas. I ain't got the time. I didn't have orcas. <laughs> well, so. you know, I don't know <laughs> shit. I don't know shit. But I just, I, I want the announcers to have a little bit more of a knowledge about the club, a little bit more um, awareness about big moments like Alan Polito coming back. That just, there should have been more fanfare around it. That should have been like, this is a monumentous moment for this club. This is their club record signed. And he's returning after a very long injury. Peter Vermees has said, this might be the healthiest he's been because he injured his knee with the Mexican national team just a couple months into his tenure with Sporting Kansas City. All that type of knowledge could have been just a missed opportunity. So, true. Very true. But we're going to get more into the game and, and some of our thoughts, particularly about the defense and maybe what's uh, still holding the offense back. But first, we're going to take a break, so stick with us. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All righty. So uh, before we talk more about the game, I guess I, I should reciproc- reciprocate the question. I can talk and ask you, you would be a famous actor or what, what would you be if money was no object? Oh, acting would be great. But it's just like, you know, my lifestyle isn't really conducive to that, man. I like to get up early. I don't like to stay out late, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but Broadcasting would be legit. That'd be a fun time. I did. So when I started college, I actually started as a, a broadcast journalism major because I thought I wanted to do like sports casting or whatnot. And then I didn't want to end up going to like start my career calling college lacrosse and, you know, middle of nowhere or whatever. So, yeah, moved exactly. Away from that, but... You got to start humble, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, yeah, you know what? I've seen you act. You can do it. You can act. Yeah. You can sing. You can tap dance. I'm telling you, dude, I, you know, I went out to Chicago for a bit. A lot of those shows I was doing were all late and stuff. And I had to get mm-hmm. up to work out for a bank job. And I'm know. like, I ain't got, I ain't got time for this. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. You'll t- I'll wake up and you'll have texted me like two and a half hours prior. And I'm like, this man got up at like four in the morning. No, no six. But then, <laughs> but then I know I can, you know, text you at like 10 PM at night and you're probably going to be in bed. If not close to it. Pretty close. Re- reading in bed, something like reading. that. At calming down yeah so um the other lineup change that i think was interesting is we got nemanja radoya in the middle in place of roger which you know radoya has been working his way into 90 minute fitness and he had a little bit of a quad injury so that one kind of caught me off guard and then johnny russell we talked about the possibility of johnny russell making a start even though he'd only played for 30 minutes prior so it's good now, we don't know what the status of Nemanja Rodoya is, at least at the time of this recording. He did get injured, like, what, 25, 30 minutes into this game? It says again. the 34th minute, yeah. So that's that's kind of a bummer. But it's nice to see Johnny Russell starting again. It's nice yeah. to see Alan Polito coming in and getting a solid 30 minutes of work. Uh, this it's It's starting to feel like this team is slowly, step by step, not fast enough for a lot of people, and I get it, but step-by-step step starting to move back toward the lineup that we hope to see. So Yeah, and we kind of knew, you know, we kind of hypothesized that Johnny would get about 60 minutes, and mm-hmm. I kind of wondered if he wouldn't start because you're not going to sub him in at like the 30th or something, you know, might as well right. start him. Uh, but I think I think Roger was kind of expecting a night off, maybe coming in at like an 80-minute sub or something to get someone out of there, but uh, yeah. I don't think he expected to, to play 
you know, 60 minutes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he did either, but I mean, Hey, he, he's, he's going to do what he's got to do. Yeah. Uh, Rodoya was looking really good too, before he went out. It was nice to have somebody who I know, uh, I think Remy Voltaire largely has been doing really good at the six. I like having Voltaire at the eight, even though Remy says he prefers at this point to play at the six. I like having Remy there at the eight and then having a guy like Nemanja Rodoya at the six. It just felt like there was a, a you know, a pretty good, a bridge between the back line and, and, and the attack. And Rodoya was doing pretty well defensively. Um, Volader at left back. I think we kind of discussed the option of him playing there. It was interesting because he didn't seem like he was pushing up into the attack as much as Ben Sweat often did, or even Tim Leibold in, in his game and a half that he's played or whatever. Uh, I wonder if that was Peter Vermees being like, hey, I know sometimes you like to run up there. Don't get yourself caught off guard. We got Daniel Shallowy. We got Eric Tommy, who is drifting over to the left quite a lot more, I think, than he normally does. Seems like Peter, especially with Castellanos and Rosero next to him, who hadn't played for sporting yet. My guess is Peter was like, just chill out a little bit, hang back, help the defense, the defensive line. And I mean, there's not a lot of highlights if you look on MLSsoccer.com, but I think that's because the Sporting Kansas City back line did a pretty good job containing and and keeping a lot of threats away from the Philadelphia Union. Well, and so did they. They did a good job too. too. I mean, we each team had four shots on goal. Uh, the teams combined for thirty total shots and and mm-hmm. no no goals. Man, each each keeper had four saves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just pretty. I don't know. Pretty uh, uh tight locked game i mean a deadlocked game they didn't uh no one really pulled away and made us made it their own i guess but thought, the weather was wet man there was a whole was, delay to this game we didn't an hour delay so pretty pretty wild i i guess it must must have been i mean they'll play in rain so it must have been there's lightning lightning yeah. in the area and so when there's lightning even if it's just one lightning strike there's like a whole clock that like okay now you gotta wait 30 minutes for there to be no more lightning in the area and there's like the 15 minute warm-up period and all that so yeah players gotta get their their bodies working again and uh they told all the fans to shelter in place that always sounds freaking terrifying by the way shelter in place holy shit um no but you're right it was a it was a very like statistically even game i thought sporting looked slightly better in the first half and i think if you looked at the the first half xg sporting had uh, a a little bit more still not uh crazy in the attacking chances you know johnny russell he he looks like he's given a a little bit more of an attacking threat obviously than Kyrie shelton but he's still working the rust off um he, he doesn't tend to make the obvious play as much as Kyrie did, he was more willing to take on a defender rather than just always a hundred percent of the time lay it off to Graham. And Graham looked like he was more willing to cut inside than he was with Kyrie. So that's good, but still some rust. I really liked what I saw from both center backs. I think, yeah, Castellanos, I didn't expect to play, but I thought looked solid mistake here or there, but did well. Danny Rosero dude looks good. And he's big He's jacked like that guy, I think, could be an anchor for this back line for a handful of years to come, at least. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to be too overdramatic after one start, but well, I don't I, I don't there, there's no reason that he's not going to be the anchor of that back line for the remainder of this year. Now, this is a moment where I think Peter was sitting a certain person to make a point, And I think it was Andrea Fontas. 
And I think because he was supposed to pretty much be on Jordan Morris last game and Jordan Morris. Well, we all know how that went. You, you all retreated to four goals at the park. So good times. Not to mention Casey current. Oh my God. Why is everyone scoring four goals (laughs) at this, at this field, man? But Fontas on the, on the bench and it's like, okay, man, next man up, show me what you got. And Rosero's getting forward and getting his head on the ball on goal. Yep. Uh, Looking dangerous in the air. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a target man. And Fontas is not fast. Fontas is not very athletic. Um, he's he's a passer. He's kind of known for that. He's he's the, the he's supposed to be the replacement for Beasler on that left side, left footed center back who can distribute the ball, play out of the back or whatnot. But if you're gonna not be athletic like Fontas is, you can't be making positional errors. You gotta make sure you're in the right spot at the right time. And how many times have we seen now Fontas either be in the wrong spot, be off by, you know, a yard or so from where he should be, um, step up, make a mistake, and not be able to recover? So we had, I know Zeus, he's pretty old, but relatively speaking, but Peter called him Father Time. I mean, you had four defenders back there in Zeusy, Rosero, Castellanos, and Volater, who are very athletic. It's probably the most athletic back line we've had in a long time. Yeah, I mean, dude, Rosero just got here Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday, and he, you know, gets probably, I don't know, I don't know how much you train on Monday, the day after right. you get here. So let's just say he trained fully on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday's kind of the walkthrough situation, travel, travel whatever. Day. Yeah, uh, just crazy, man, to go in there play ninety minutes, like showing that hey, he might be the deal, you know. And not just play 90 minutes, but I assumed, and you know, it makes sense now looking back at some of the errors Fontas made that he he would be sitting. But I assumed if Rosero stepped in at center back, he'd be next to a guy who's played center back for Sporting Kansas City for going on five years now. I didn't expect that Rosero would be the more experienced of the two center backs in the game. I had no idea he'd be next to a guy who has more USL experience than MLS experience. Right. It's, Wild. it's you know... Castellanos barely played for Nashville, I think, with the, the one like season, a like maybe single a game. game. Yeah. It was a game and he scored. So it's like, <laughs> what a weird time that is. But I, I'm really encouraged about what I saw from, from Danny Rosero. I think there's a lot there to build on. The attacking chances, like we said, still not coming. Sure. Four shots on target. Um, a total of what? 12, 13 shots in general for Sporting Kansas City, 13 shots, four on target. Philly had 17 shots, four on target. Uh, If you look at uh, the XG for the game, MLSsoccer.com has it listed as 1, 1.0 XG for uh, Philadelphia and 0.7 for Sporting Kansas City. Pretty pretty even game. Um, But look, all that is to say, there's plenty of, of things that still need to change and get better with the attack. Defense bounce back game looks a lot better. Uh, if, if you look at what, what Peter said, um, he said that uh, when he was asked if he, he got the reaction out of the team that he wanted after last week, he said, yes, for sure. The intensity, the effort, the battle, and the guys was top class. It was a massive point for us to be able to come in here. This team doesn't lose here very often. They've lost two. I figured they were going to come out of this game come out in this game, and they did. They threw everything at us. Obviously, they got a couple guys back with Andre Blake in goal, but it was a battle and a big point for us for sure. You got to be happy with a point on the road in Philly. 
right? I mean, you got to be, but Philly's been struggling too. So it's like, these were points for the taking, man. Really wish we could have got something done. Uh, still worrying. I mean, the, the draws sure. away, draws away are always good, but like, sure. I don't know, man. I'm just getting nervous, I guess. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's probably fine. I don't think this game by any means like fixes all the concerns that there are, but this game showed fight on the road, getting a point in a hostile environment. That's not always easy to play in. Um, you know, I saw a couple of comments that were like, Oh, so this is what we are now. We just settle for draws. But to the credit of a lot of the people, weirdly both on Reddit and on the, the threads that I saw, even on Facebook, there was a lot more just, I don't know if I'll go so far to say positivity, but a lot more um, contentment, <laughs> if you will, yeah. um, with this performance. People were like, hey, this this felt better than it has been. I'm, I'm more encouraged by this performance, even though there's a lot to figure out offensively. And and we got an opportunity here coming up uh, this next week that, that we'll talk about here in a second after we take our next break. But it's... Uh, if the defense can continue to play like they did and then Polito and Johnny getting back into the offense, maybe Gotti Kinda can start to figure some things out. This team can make a run and be dangerous. We'll see. Okay. Oh but my God. What are, I know you, you... what are you even doing? <laughs> well, let's take a break and then uh, we'll talk about the Colorado Rapids game coming up here after that. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Um, you don't sound very encouraged. <laughs> you sound, and I get it, but it, it sounds, you know, is it is it probably a case of hey, until we start getting goals and wins, that it's just hard to really be optimistic. I mean, I I feel like I feel like I'm the uh, Roman emperor, and I'm up here judging performances, <laughs> and lately I've been doing this yeah and that's how it feels and i just i need to be thumbs up and and i just not feeling thumbs up right now and i i don't feeling optimistic is fine but what's that get you man sunshine and rainbows out your b-hole like it's not even (laughs) it's it's not realistic so it's just like let's score a goal all right let's score a goal that's not freaking daniel's deflection goal the other week you know let's do something 
there was deflection goal, um, and then there was a Gata being in front of the goal. But I mean, hey, you know, put yourself in opportunity. Those- see, I forgot about a Gata's thank you, Jesus goal. I forgot about it. <laughs> but those two goals, I think, are, are good examples of what Sporting hasn't done very well outside of those two goals this year. Just put the ball in a dangerous spot. Just fire it on target and see what happens. They did it a couple of times this game, but less crosses that are just prayers into the box and more building the ball up with some creativity in the middle of the field fire it hard on frame see if you can get a deflection see if you can get the ball to bounce off the keeper and just see what happens this sucks of course i forgot about a goddess goal last week because it was overshadowed by four goals right yeah. afterwards i just forgot that we did anything it's understandable <laughs> I'm, I'm not blaming you by Crazy. any means uh, eric tommy hasn't really been playing that well in these last handful of games um this game in particular to me it looked like he was just a step too slow or he was like he waited for the ball to come to him quite a bit instead of going to the ball and there were a couple times where i was like this is clearly going to get intercepted what are you doing he just he seemed a little off i don't know if he's tired or what peter said he's still trying to do too much at times um hopefully Johnny coming back and Polito coming back, or maybe even Gotti Kinda coming back, kind of take some of that pressure off. But I think this team needs an attacking mid to be in form for us to perform well. Well, it's interesting. Things have been building. You're right. We are taking steps forward. Uh, throw away that Seattle game. That was trash. But this Philadelphia game, if you want, if you want me to put my optimistic pants on, I will. <laughs> uh, and I can feel like things next week at Colorado can feel better with Johnny back in the lineup. Maybe Alan Polito comes on and plays a little more. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we see Gotti Kinda. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh either way, Johnny's in there and Alan's in there. And that's that's a huge upgrade. Yeah. So the game's uh it's gonna be back here at Children's Mercy Park. It's it's a home game for for Sporting KC Colorado. It we're I think if you if you look at the standings here, I'm looking at my monitor up here. Um yeah they're dead last with us. Uh, the only reason that they're technically behind us in the standings is their goal differential is uh, minus six compared to ours being minus five. Uh, but we both have three points through six games. So it's not great, but this is, I know Peter got in a little, I don't want to say trouble. People on Twitter kind of took him, I think a little too literally. He was asked at training last week, you know, is this a must-win game? And he was like, the, the only must-win game is a cup championship. Yeah. And people got a little feisty. Well, the, the um, other week they they quoted Shallowy because Shallowy said it's a must-win game. Right. And Peter was like, uh, I don't agree with that. Right. He's, he's like, and, is this a final? What are we talking about? Well, and people are like, well, what about the game before the championship if you don't win that? Yeah, okay. Let's not get caught up in semantics. You understand what Peter was trying to say, but – I now I'm going to I'm going to flip on what I just said. I do think this game against Colorado is a must-win game, not in terms not in terms of like if you lose it you're out and the season's over, but in terms of the mental stability of the Sporting Kansas City fan base. If we don't come away with 3 points against a pretty crappy Colorado team so far at home and don't do it even in like halfway convincing manner, I don't want to be around the discourse online regarding this club. This needs to be a win and it needs to be one where 
ideally there's two or more goals scored offensively. Like let's start actually correcting some of these things. So people have something to latch onto and hope for going forward into the season. Yeah. I mean, okay. So not a must win as in like, if we lose, you're calling the season. No, a must win in that. I think if we somehow lost to Colorado at home this week, the fan base would lose their mind so much that like, I think it would start to dramatically impact whether people are willing to show up to sporting Kansas city games. If they win against Colorado, I think it buys a little bit. Of, it doesn't fix everything, but I think it buys a little bit of goodwill. If you lose to Colorado and, and especially if you lose in like an embarrassing way, I, I think you might lose people. If you have it, be bad, man. Could be bad. Um, we, we, I think everyone will bail on MLS play and look forward to the uh, U.S. Open Cup draw this week. So that's I mean, coming. That's a question that I've seen asked a few times. So before we get back to the Colorado game, I guess I'd ask you, let's say that we lose to Colorado. It's it, not even. Let's not even say we lose to Colorado. Let's say the MLS season doesn't go the way that we want. If we win the Open Cup or maybe even the League's Cup, is that enough to satisfy the fan base cuz I'm I I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Why not? I mean it's a cup, dude. It's a trophy. You take it and you celebrate it to the best of your ability. Yeah. You lift it up and you you cheer like it's the best thing in the world. I think if we won the Open Cup even if we somehow let's say we missed the playoffs in MLS, I think people would be happy. But I'm not sure I'm not sure that that would be enough to take all the heat off of if the season mm-hmm. continued to go this way. I think that people are – there's been a long enough drought, which is, isn't even actually 100% true because it was, what, like two years ago, three years – not even three years ago. It might have been two years ago where we made it to the Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty recently that we got – we were a game away from MLS Cup. But, I mean, it's been a while since the club's got a trophy. So, yeah, maybe Open Cup would, would do something, but – they got. They got to do something. I mean, if if they bow out early in the Open Cup and this and this season continues to to kind of, you know, just drag along the way it has, it's not going to be good. So, Scary times, man. We'll see. Now, here's here's the flip side of this. If we can win in Colorado, the playoff line right now is six points. We got three points. It's a long time until the playoffs get here. But if we win this week, suddenly we can catapult four or five spots up the standing. Like we're still so early in this that, yeah, we're probably not going to end up finishing first in the Western conference, but there's such a, there's, there's five points right now between last place and sixth place. Like there, there's not a big gap right now. There's plenty of time to make this up, but you got to start now. Don't let that hole get deeper. I know. I know. And you got to win your games at home too. Got to win the games at home. Uh, Colorado, they drew with LAFC last week, uh, 0-0. It was at home, so... Um, That's a good result, as we know, LAFC is one of the better teams. It is, yeah, yeah, it is, but Colorado's probably doing the same thing we're doing, where even though it's LAFC, draws better than a loss, but you got to win these games at home. And if you could have won against LAFC, I'm sure they're out there sitting and, and thinking like, you know, this is the same thing that Sporting Kansas City's gone through. You win this game, you jump back up, you're fine. Now they're in a situation where they're probably, if you listen to a Colorado podcast, having conversations like we had last week against Philly. Now we're going on the road to, against a team that's traditionally pretty good at home. 
they're pissed off because they're not doing very well. We're pissed off because we feel like it's a must-win game. So somebody's something's got to give somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure they're not happy about this right now. But they already lost at home to, to Minnesota, and they're winless on the road. They've lost to San Jose, and then they drew Austin. So they're not lighting it up. Yeah. But, and, of course, we drew with them at home to, to start the year. So I don't know. what What's your – do you have a feeling about how you think this game's going to go? No. no. No, I don't, man. Things are weird right now. And so I just, I think we'll see some freaking uh, fire. I think we'll see some uh, urgency. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm going to go out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I'm going to call my shot. I think Sporting Kansas City wins on Saturday. And I think they win by two goals. Oh, okay. So I'm 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 going fully out there on a limb. But why? What does that what does that do for you other than break your heart later? Because I think Johnny's got, you know, 90 minutes of game time under his belt now across the last two games. Um I think he's gonna bring continue to to, to get a little bit of that rust off, bring a little bit more of a spark. Eric Tommy had never played with Alan Polito before. I wouldn't be surprised. If now that we've seen Allen get a full 30 minutes and, and looked pretty decent, Allen might start Saturday. You might have Allen Polito, Daniel Shallowy, and Johnny Russell at the top at the front line and, and then bring Willie on in the 60th minute or so. But Willie's having a hard time finding the net right now. So try to get a solid 55, 60 minutes out of Allen with that halftime break, similar to what just happened with Johnny Russell right now. Get a goal or two early. And then protect the lead. Don't bring Allen in chasing a goal with the last 20, 30 minutes when you desperately need one and Colorado's going to pack it in trying to protect a draw potentially. Exactly. So I think having a guy like Allen in there, especially who can drop back into the midfield and, and provide a little bit more of relief for Eric Tommy. I just, I have a feeling that this might be a two or three goal performance for Sporting Kansas City this week. Oh my God. That sounds great. So. Sounds good. Now, the back line, I don't know what... We might see the exact same back line. Because I don't think Ben Sweat's starting anytime soon, if ever. I, yeah, I don't know if we're seeing Ben uh, <laughs> ever again. I don't know. And Leibold, I don't expect him to, to be starting fit. Um, also, the back line kind of worked last week. Did. So, I mean, why not try it again and be like, whoa, is this it? All right, let's it's try good. it out. I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw... Same back line. Saw Tim again. We don't have an update, at least as of this recording, on Rodoya's injury. So it might be Tommy and Voltaire and Roger again. Or maybe Felipe Hernandez gets a moment. I don't know. Maybe he gets in there. And then shallowly Polito Johnny. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. And if that's the lineup, I feel pretty confident. Well, I'm glad you do. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't. I'm trying to talk you into it, and it's not working. I'm not. I mean, I'm just. I'm just here, man. Give me, give me a reason here. to watch. You know, give me something to cheer for. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think a win goes a long way towards starting to right the ship on Saturday, and I think they kind of need one to get people excited about coming back out to Children's Mercy Park. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, outside of of Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I guess the biggest news from this past week in terms of results on the field is St. Louis City finally lost a game. They finally got them. Five, but here we are. 
a 1-0 loss uh, to Minnesota United. They figured it out how to take down the Giant. My only, uh, I guess, sadness about this game is we can't be the first ones to give St. Louis a loss in their new stadium. Yeah, exactly. Was this a home game for St. Louis? It was a home game in St. Gotcha. Louis, Minnesota one one zero. Turns out when you don't have a back line that just freely gives the ball to St. Louis strikers, it's a little bit harder to score. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, this is the first game where St. Louis didn't get a single goal. They lost one zero. And I think we've talked about before that eventually the unsustainable way they're scoring goals was going to dry up. And uh, yeah, it kind of dried up. They got less than one XG to Minnesota's near two XG. So, We'll see. Life's tough in MLS. I think they'll probably make the playoffs getting 15 points to start the year, but it's obviously not always going to be sunshine and roses in St. Louis. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, LAFC tied with Colorado 0-0 like we saw. Um, just kind of a lot of you know odd results. Columbus laid the smackdown on Salt Lake 4-0. That's Columbus has done you know 6-1 against Atlanta and then the following week 4-0 against RSL. They're out there. Dangerous team. They're scoring all sorts of goals, so it's pretty wild. But uh, I guess outside of the results from this last week, did want to give a shout-out to former Sporting Kansas City midfielder Ilya Sanchez. You see uh, the news about Ilya this past week? I did. Officially an American citizen. Uh, He showed up to the LAFC training ground. Had his little American flag he was waving. Yeah. Uh, Between Tim and Ilya... Who do you think, I mean, it's hard to say, and I don't want to pit them against each other, but those two have to be the nicest people we've ever talked to on this podcast, right? Oh, I mean, sorry, Tim, but Ilya is number one. I mean, <laughs> just saying, dude, the dude was like, the dude invited us out to hang out. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, not not to break any confidence or anything, but like, you know, we had Ilya on and, and we asked him at one point about like, if they get motivated by what, pundits say about them or whatnot and he kind of went on this thing about like yeah sometimes i don't think the 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 media really knows what they're talking about he didn't say that exactly but he kind of he was like you know yeah they say these things and they're not really true and 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 it does motivate us and whatnot and we were like yeah you know that makes sense well then after the interview was done i think i told you this we got i got a call pretty soon after from uh from sporting and i was like hey you know and they're like hey just wanted to check in how'd the interview go and i was like good good And and they're like okay good glad to hear you know, Ilya mentioned that he maybe said something about like pundits in the media. And like, I'm in my mind thinking like, oh no, they're going to ask us to like take it out or whatnot. And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah. And he was like, Ilya just, he asked me to let you know, he really wanted to make sure that you guys knew he wasn't talking about you guys. Yeah. Like he was talking, like he doesn't, he, he felt bad and was worried that you guys got offended. Didn't even cross my mind. Like no. I was like, we're not media pundits, bro. No, but it's no, just, just the fact tedious. that like, even after he was like, can you please just call and make sure they know that like I, yeah. we're cool. Like I wasn't talking about it. Like it, it, it just, I think it's kind of reflective of the kind of guy Ilya is. Hey man, let's get him back on here. He'd do it right. We can get him on here. Probably. I'd, I'd probably wait until after he's done playing with LAFC. I get, I don't know. Maybe not, but think. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, they probably wouldn't grant it. They'd be like, you're a Sporting KC podcast? Well, that's right. weird. No. But I'd love to have him on after, just kind of get his thoughts on on everything. And he, yeah. he got his coaching license that he was working towards. So I'd right. love to have him back in the club in some way. Yeah, um, no, we're due for an interview. Well overdue. 
But Danny Rosero, apparently, I couldn't be at his introduction press conference, but he did the same thing that Ilya did was he went around and like shook hands with every media member coming in and then also leaving the press conference and thanked everybody for being there. So, huh? Maybe we got another nice boy. Interesting. The team. So, well, I think that's about it for this week, my friend. You got anything else that you want to uh, talk about after another zero zero draw? Real quick, couple a uh, couple new USA jerseys dropped today. Ooh, that, um, that's true. They're kind of neat. They're Ahead actually, of the Women's World Cup. Yep, they're actually not garbage like last year's. Um, <laughs> I would argue that both of them are actually pretty slick. So I think so. That dot, like the the paint dot one, it's like paint splatter, man. It yeah. looks like a looks like an activist and you, an animal rights activist came and threw paint <laughs> on you. Threw something. On, I kind of like that one. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm a it's fan. cool. Uh, I, I don't like it because if I do get something on it, I'll be, I wouldn't know. I, you know, but I that's know. why it's so good. It hides stains. You'd be like, yeah, could, I don't know. Yeah. It's just part of the design. Yeah. yeah and I have a pen stain. I don't even know where it is anymore. It's... But I like the other one too, man, the black one. And they move the crest back to the left where it belongs. So they have room in the middle for the world cup champions yeah it's kind of like blue and and, and red yeah. right and the, like even on the sleeves there's like a the little red bit of design it's similar to that flag design they had that yeah. symboled the waving flag but mm-hmm. remember last year they had the crest right in the middle so the world like cup it. the world cup badge went like on top of it or something yeah i don't and like i was that like trend. that was stupid because then you had like a whole open space on the other side and i'm very into symmetrical shit and i'm like that, <laughs> that's not symmetrical like I was so upset. So I'm glad we're back to all is restored. Yeah, I'm a fan. And and yeah, we got the Women's World Cup coming up this year and, and they're starting to drop all the World Cup jerseys and it, there's some good ones. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Lots to talk about. And yeah, I'm sure um, tomorrow y'all can listen to Currently with Chris and Dan. Lots to talk about with The Current. They'll talk about the 4-1 uh, game and some other potential controversy with The Current. I don't know. We'll see. There's some stuff. But thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC Mac zero three. Shoot us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. Oh, you know what? We did get an email. I just remembered we got an email last week and I told the guy that we would talk about it. So I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to at what least about I, bats. Someone told us how to humanely catch a bat. Did they really? I missed that one. You missed that one. I think I missed that one. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> It was, oh, yeah, so th- this we're going to have to do a little bit more research on, but we talked about needing to get an interview, so maybe maybe we'll do this. Um, Joey Shondell, I just want to shout you out. He sent this email. You can send an email like Joey, nootherpod at gmail.com. Uh, he asked, are you all familiar with the health of the academy, or could you guys elaborate on how Sporting Kansas City compares to the rest of the league? So I think that's a good question. I think we have some anecdotal uh, evidence that there have been some successes John Buzio, Eric Palmer Brown, you know, etc. But I think there's some opportunity for improvement there. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have to get Brennan back on and we can talk about an update with the academy or something like that. The youth system. There you go. There you go. So, but thank you, Joey. We're gonna we're gonna elaborate on that more um in, in a future episode. But yeah, send us that email, no other pod at gmail.com. And uh, check out KCSN Soccer on YouTube. You can watch this pod uh, as it gets released on YouTube. And you can see our smiling slash depressed faces right now when we're talking about supporting Kansas City not winning. Uh, But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya.
Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.